If you wonder what difference educational attainment makes in a state's economy and income of its people, new national reports make it clear it makes a big difference. This is Mark Tallman with the Kansas Association of School Boards. Here's the top information from a number of new national reports on economic outcome and educational achievement. States with the higher percentage of population completing each educational benchmark have on average higher income for their residents. The benchmarks we're talking about are the percent of the population that has completed high school, that has completed any post-secondary education up to a four-year degree, whether or not a degree is earned, and that also includes technical certificates, and finally the percent of the population who's earned a four-year degree or higher. Now, we should note that the impact of the recent COVID pandemic crisis is not known, but it's unlikely to change the results very much. The latest unemployment data, for example, show that job losses have been pretty similar across all income levels, resulting in unemployment, but that's not likely to change the relationship of income levels. Finally, we should note that the goal of increasing high school graduation and post-secondary attainment are key goals of the State Board of Education's Kansans Can Vision and its School Redesign Project. The most recent report we have is the 2019 Per Capita Personal Income for All States report from the U.S. Bureau of Economic Analysis. Personal income is the total income of all people living in a state from all sources. So that includes all salaries, wages, farm and business income, other investments and capital gains, government payments, and any other source. Just think of it as all of the income received from any place by the people living in a state. Per capita income divides that total income by the total population of the state. Therefore, it produces sort of an average income of everyone living in the state. We'll compare that with educational attainment for 2018, which is the most recent year data is available from the U.S. Census Bureau. KASB wanted to do a statistical correlation between these two factors, educational attainment and personal income within the state. Now, if you remember from any statistics class or if you studied this on your own, you know that you can develop a numerical statistical relationship that shows how closely related the movement of two variables are. Um, in other words, a perfect positive relationship or correlation would be 1.0, a kind of one-to-one -one relationship that is one factor goes up, the other factor goes up as well. On the other hand, a negative 1.0 is exactly the opposite. As one factor goes up, the other, uh, the other factor goes down. So what we wanted to do is do the correlation and to see what is the correlation between a level of personal income in the state and educational attainment. When we first looked at the relationship between income and high school completion, we found a positive correlation of about 0.4, moderate but definitely a noticeable factor and definitely positive. We then looked at the correlation of the, of the percent of population that had any type of post-secondary education up to a four-year degree. That would include technical education, two-year degrees. It would also include those who had some college but hadn't finished a, a degree. The correlation there was a positive 0.6, so considerably stronger than just finishing high school. 
Finally, when we look at the correlation between four-year degrees and per capita income, we found a very strong correlation of 0.8. If you put that on a graph, what you see is a clear upward sloping line um, showing that as income is increasing, four-year degrees are completing, complete, uh, increasing, excuse me, and we find that most states are clustered relatively tightly along that line. That's exactly what we found. So in, in other words, high school graduation alone is associated with higher average uh, income. More, the more college you have, the stronger that relationship is, and getting the highest percent of your population to have a four-year degree has the strongest possible connection. Now, it is always noted the correlation does not prove causation, but the stronger the factor is certainly means it's something that ought to be very strongly considered. Another way of looking at this uh, data is to rank states by educational attainment. And in this case, we're looking at those uh, adults over 24 with a four-year degree, and look at states in groups of 10 and compare again the difference between how high your educational attainment is and average per capita income. The top 10 states have an average per capita income of over $66,000 per year. The next average have an income of about 56,000, about $10,000 less. The third group averages about 52,000, the fourth 10, a little under 50,000, and the bottom 10, about $47,000 a year on average. The top 10 states all have at least 36% of residents with a four-year degree. The bottom 10 have fewer than 27%. Kansas, by the way, is toward the lower end of the second 10, and essentially, our per capita income is right about what you would expect based on our adult educational attainment for four-year degrees. So far, we've been talking about per capita income for 2019, which is the most recent report available. But there are a couple of other measures of income that are available and some people consider. Uh, they're available for 2018, so it's just a little bit more dated. One is household income. That's the income of all people 15 and older in the same housing unit, regardless of relationship, including single people living alone. So it's really just looking at uh, who are living together over a certain age and how, and, and how much income do you have, even if you're living alone. Family income is a little different. It's the income of only households with at least two persons who are related by birth, marriage, or adoption. So this means that median household income is higher than per capita income because it excludes children under 15. And median family income is higher than household income because it excludes single individuals. By the way, household and family income are provided by the U.S. Census Bureau, not the BEA. KASB wanted to look at one other factor, and that is differences in cost of living by state. To do that, we use something called the Regional Price Parity Index, which is developed by the Bureau of Economic Analysis. What this does is adjust state economic data for relative differences in the cost of living compared to the national average. 
For example, Kansas living costs, according to this this estimate, which is put out every year, although it's usually a couple years old, are about 90% of the U.S. average. So we're, we're a, a somewhat lower than average uh, state when it comes to living costs. So for this analysis, Kansas incomes are adjusted upward because a dollar of income in Kansas buys more than a dollar in higher cost states. Higher cost states would have their uh, average uh, income, whatever measure you're looking at, lowered back toward the national average. So this gives us a truer sense of how far income will actually go in every state. When we add median household income and median family income to per capita income, the facts remain just the same. States that have a higher percentage of population with high school completion have a positive correlation any post-secondary attainment, that percent of the population, as that goes up, income also goes up, and it's a stronger correlation, and the percent of the population with four years of college has a very strong correlation. In fact, for actual numbers, household and family income has slightly stronger correlations than per capita income. On the regional price adjustment, the results change just a little bit. The four-year college correlation is a little bit less, but in some cases, other factors are a little bit stronger. The bottom line remains the same. Whatever income measure you're looking at, and whether you're using an unadjusted or adjusted uh, income level, depending on different costs of living in your state, the higher percent of your population reaching educational benchmarks has a stronger correlation with average income in your state. As we said earlier, correlation alone, no matter how strong, does not prove causation. It doesn't prove that one factor is causing another to move in the same direction or opposite direction. But we can infer a relationship more strongly if there's other evidence that indicates the same thing. And there's a very clear similar impact if you look at the impact of educational attainment on individuals. One way to do this is to look at information from the Bureau of Labor Statistics for 2019. And of course, that's the last year that we have full year information available for. Uh, in 2019, the average unemployment rate was 3%. But for those with less than a high school diploma, it was 5.4%, approaching double that factor. At the other end of the spectrum, for those with a, a master's degree, professional degree, or doctorate degree, was all less than 2%. In fact, doctorate degree unemployment was only 1.1%. Same is true if you look at median uh, earnings. Uh, for those who have work, how much was earned in a week? For all workers, it was a little under $1,000, $969. For those with less than a high school diploma, the average weekly wage was $592. For those with a high school diploma only, about $745, only 75% of the average. For each education level, those average income, uh, weekly income uh, figures increase up to a bachelor's degree, which moves ahead of the national average to 1,248, and at the highest level with doctorate or professional degrees, over $1,800 a week. So this indicates pretty clearly that on the individual level, as well as the state level, the higher level of education achieved, the more that you're going to make, the more likely you are to be employed. So where does Kansas fit into this picture? 
Well, we could rank all states by their educational attainment levels. Again, high, uh, percent graduated from high school, percent with any post-secondary, percent with bachelor's degree. And what we find is that Kansas ranked 19th in high school completion, 15th in any post-secondary attain education attainment, and 18th in four-year degree completion or higher. If you average those together, that means Kansas would be 16th in the country, actually tied uh, with uh, the, the state of North Dakota at that level. Kansas ranked 25th in per capita income in 2019, 31st in median household income, and 27th in median family income, both from 2018. That would indicate Kansas somewhat underperforms in income based on educational rankings, but when adjusted for cost of living difference, Kansas ranks 18th in per capita income, 23rd in household income, and 20th in family income, much closer to educational rankings. In other words, on a chart, we would very clearly see that those states that are above Kansas in educational attainment tend to be above Kansas in income. Opposite, of course, is true that those states that are below Kansas in educational attainment tend to be below Kansas on income measures. We can also look at how Kansas compares to states in our region. To do this, we use the federal designation of the Plains states, which are the two Dakotas in Minnesota, Nebraska and Iowa, Kansas and Missouri, and also added the bordering states of Kansas and Oklahoma. If we use that same ranking, the average of East, a state's ranking in high school completion, <clears throat> any post-secondary education, and four-year degrees, two states in this area are at the very top. Minnesota ranks first, Colorado second. They're also the states with the highest per capita income for 2019, $60,000 a year or higher. Then there's a group of states more toward the high middle. Nebraska at 12th, Kansas at 16th, North Dakota at 16th, Iowa at 23rd, South Dakota at 24th. All of these states are above 50000 but below $60,000 a year in per capita income. Finally, there are two states in the region at the lower end, Missouri at 34th, Oklahoma at 41st. Both of these states are below $50,000 in per capita income in 2019. Finally, let's look at how educational attainment has changed in both Kansas and the rest of the country. Because after all, if educational attainment is such a powerful indicator, at least, of individual and state economic prosperity, income, and those factors, have we been making progress in this area? A way to look at this is to go back to 1990, where we've got comparable educational information. For Kansas in 1990, the high school completion rate for uh, adults 24 years and older was 81.3 percent. By 2018, that had increased to 19.9 percent, so over a 10 percent increase during that period of time. The rest of the country increased from 75 percent to 88 percent, so still below Kansas, a little bit higher rate of improvement. For four-year degree completion, the increase was even greater as a percent. In 1990, just 21.1% of Kansas adults um, had a four-year degree. By 2018, that had increased to 33.8%. Nationally, in 2019, the, the uh, percent four-year degree completion was 203 
By 2018, it had increased to 32. So still below Kansas, increasing at just a slightly lower rate. Well, that's all for now on this topic. Thank you for your interest. If you've got questions, you can contact me at mtallman at kasb.org. You can also go to the KASB website, kasb.org, and by clicking on Advocacy, find the Tallman Education Report. You can find similar presentations on our KASB YouTube channel and KASB Live podcast, and you can follow me on Twitter at Tallman underscore Mark.